You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Girls After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Girls After Show. What's up, everybody? Bing is for doing, and we are doing another fabulous girls after show. I am your host, Kelly, and hanging out with me with hopefully no UTIs. No no UTIs. Thomas, I don't care. What's up? And it's uh, your girl, Spicy Mati. No UTIs, thank God. Knock on wood. <laughs> Miriam Gonzalez here. And we are in uh, Season 2, Episode 7, Video Games. And this was a very interesting episode into the life of Jessa. It was. We really got a little bit more of an in-depth look into her character and why she is so flighty and flaky and the way that she is. And it, it was... Uh, relates back to her dad. I mean, it's really interesting how... Similar they are, but at the same time, how much Jessa resents him and how, you know, she has she has the daddy issues like a lot of people yeah. have. And she wants her dad to step up to the plate. And he, I don't know if he just emotionally can't or what the baggage is he has. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was interesting just watching her the whole time. Like, she was giving him another chance, you know, when she went to go visit him. She brought Hannah. And um, I can't remember Pachula, Pachula, Pachula? Pachula. I want to call it Pachula. Yeah. Or something. It's Petula. 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 There you go. Pe- you know, yeah. pe- when they when they showed up to the house, Petula, you know, greeted, greeted her, said, hey, great to see you, Jessa. You know, Jessa's really excited to see your dad. Petula, you know, approached Hannah and was like, you're the miracle I prayed for. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I brought you here. And she's like, oh, thanks, I guess. The cushion. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. the cushion. And I thought that was funny how she kept relating to her as the cushion. Well, because she thinks or I, she knows that Jessa doesn't like her. Or they don't have the best relationship. She thinks Jessa hates her. So she wants kind of a buffer there. That's kind of what she mm-hmm. means, like to filter some of that hate. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit more comfortable and they can get along. So it's, it has somewhere else to focus. And it's such a weird dynamic. And, you know, just thinking back to when they're got off the train and Jess explains how her dad is a five-year-old. I forget the kid's name. but Lemon. Lemon, but no yeah. one talks to... I wonder to, if her name is still Lemon. And yeah. she's like, no one talks to Lemon anymore. I'm like, who should talk to their five-year-old child? Just, well, he's listen. notorious for not being around, so it's not unlikely that he wouldn't talk to the child. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's notoriously absent. Mm-hmm. And what I thought was very interesting about it is that she makes it seem to Hannah like it's just normal. Like, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Why is Hannah so irritated that her dad is so late? Right. Because he is significantly late to pick them up from the train. And I I know that feeling. It is a very irritating feeling when you have your parent that you're waiting for Mm. and you just want to go home and they don't show up. And it's embarrassing as Hannah said, like, being that child that's the last one to be picked up. I am such a brat about that. Like, my mom and sister will tell you, you cannot be more than five minutes late or... (laughs) I'm like in a bad mood for 10 minutes. Were you left behind ever? Because I've been left behind. I don't know. I I don't 
don't know why, but it is one of my biggest pet peeves, and it like gets me so angry if I have to wait on somebody to come pick me. But up. can you tell that like <laughs> yeah. Jess's father is more like Al Bundy as opposed to mm-hmm. Hannah's mm-hmm. parents that are very anal. They're cleaning out the house, whereas opposed to Jess's father hasn't cleaned out his house in years because he's scared of his business being exposed. Yeah, mm-hmm. he had complete opposites. Yeah, and when Neurotic. he finally when he finally does show up, he's very bohemian, really like fly by the seat of his pants. He doesn't like structure. He doesn't like anything. He's got the pile of old computers in his <laughs> in his trunk. He, we, he thinks people, paranoid. people who have yeah. Camrys are cunts. I have not heard that one before. I own a Camry. I can vouch we are not cunts, okay? You know, they say Prius drivers are, though. That's, that's, that's the rumor on the street I've heard, but yeah. I have heard that for real. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I, it, it, so the show starts off with showing us already He's irresponsible. Mm-hmm. He's unreliable. And just like you said, she's comfortable with it. She's used to it. And that's why she's probably one of the most unreliable friends out of all of Hannah's friends. You pick up on what your parents teach you, and that's normal to her. Yeah, and when Hannah asks her why she finally decided to come and see her dad, because apparently she hasn't seen him in years, that she says that she got a text for him from him that was all just letters and numbers, and she thought it was a sign <laughs> that she needed to come and see him, and gets really offended when Hannah kind of blows it off and says, well, maybe it was just a butt text. Right. Well, I think um, Jessica uh-huh. kind of took it personally because she doesn't have that interaction, so any interaction she has with her dad, she's going to grasp onto. Mm-hmm. And whether it was a butt dial or not, she didn't want to believe that that, that he didn't reach out to mm-hmm, her. Mm-hmm. But we find out in the episode that, you know, every time that she says that she's going to come, she's unreliable as far as coming, you know, following through. And so he doesn't ever take her seriously. So, he, you know, when they're sitting having their dinner, he's just like, I'm sorry, I didn't cancel my plans. Yeah, well, they're it's both flighty. It's one of those mm-hmm. tit-for-tat situations. So he doesn't follow through, she doesn't follow through. But what frustrates her more, and if you've ever been left behind by your parent or anything, <laughs> like that's happening to my sister even as adults, and it, it, it flips it. And this is, was Jess's chance of reaching out to her father. Like I've been in that spot, many people mm-hmm. have, and when you do, and they don't, and they don't pull up the slack, or, or, or at least try, it, it can be very hurtful because you're putting forth more than one foot. You're like leaping forward, giving them a chance. And when her dad, you know, as we see later, when he kind of just slaps it back down, it was very hard for her to be like, "Dad, you've never been there," right? You know, and it, it just kept, it, you know, little pieces. And like you said, it's really interesting how that part of Jess's character keeps. Showing up throughout. Resurfacing. Yeah, and, and you see exactly where it comes from. Yeah, she doesn't know any better. She All she really wants, ultimately, I, I think what I got from this episode, is she wants him to be her parent. Yeah. She wants to feel that she's protected and has someone that to guide her, has someone she can go to, and she doesn't. And that's why she's such a rolling stone, because she doesn't have any home. She doesn't have anywhere to go. She doesn't have anyone to turn to. And I think what, as young adults, we take that for granted from our parents, when we fight, we don't get our way or, you know, whatever. But when you can honestly have your parent there and, and you know if you ever need anything and they're there, you don't think about that on a regular basis. No. And Jessa doesn't have that. No, and you can see when she was sitting as he was watering the lawn and she picks up the lawn chair and she sits down. This is the first time that we hear her open up about her separation. Exactly. And I think that, and, and I, I can relate to this, where you go home and you kind of want the parent to be like, 
you know what, come here, everything's going to be okay, right. and then that's not what happens. You don't get mm-hmm. that at all. They're like, um... Well, her dad said something interesting. He goes, we are very different. Right. Like, he identifies mm-hmm. with her. You and I are just wired very like different. Like, we're hard to accept. And she's like, we are. He we also are. said that maybe the, the fact that maybe she really wanted this because they're different. You know, she probably manifested the short-term marriage versus really taking it seriously. But you know what? Well, sorry, what's interesting, and I just lost my headset, what's interesting is when she told her father, she goes, but what's sad is he didn't want to stick it out. We were married. He didn't fight for us. Yeah, he didn't fight for us. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, this is a marriage. Like, I thought that was really interesting, especially on Jess's part. Mm-hmm. She's very fly by the seat of her pants, but she really respects the institution of marriage. Maybe given her dad and mom have been so flighty. Well, we don't know about her mom, but her dad was so flighty, so maybe that's why she wanted to fix it. Well, I think it goes into her, as simple as her daddy issue. Yeah. She wanted him to fight for her because her dad never did. Right. Okay. She was looking for that, and again, it's just another upset. Another form with of the, abandonment. With the, from a male figure in her life and she just got abandoned again and I think that's why she's having a hard time with it because he's not fighting he just was ready to give up and she feels like her dad does the same and here she is you know reaching out trying to get I mean she wants to walk through the room with him talk to him every Mm -hmm. second of his attention she wants on her ignoring Hannah when they first get there they have their inner (laughs) their their little jokes and, and everything and she really wants to hold on to that and it's really sad to see that she has to fight so hard to get that attention. And I think that's what she's most upset about in her divorce. Well, and, you know, since we're talking about the dad and outside, like, the similar part of the relationship, when she was swinging, a little later in the episode, but she was swinging, she was facing, let's say, north. He sat down and faced south, which shows, you know, they're right next to each other, but they're going different directions. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. picked up yeah. on that. Mm-hmm. But that's when she broke down, and, like, she had that just very direct conversation with him saying, I'm the child. I am not supposed to be the one that you rely on. And right. he's like, well, I didn't change my plans. Back to the dinner. You know, there was a dinner. Mm-hmm. But, like, we can get to that later because it's a different topic. But it was just interesting how she just broke down and told him, like, I'm not the one that you need to count on. I need you. You never taught me all of these things. I've had to learn the hard way in life, and it's because of you. Like, mm-hmm. I just want you to help guide me. And it, I just thought it was really neat that she finally stood up for herself. And that a lot of people end up having to do that with their parents, you know, whether it's their early 20s or, you know, or they just go – and have that, I don't know if it's anger or guilt like it's throughout their whole life. It's a hard conversation but. to articulate when you see other people having these types of interactions mm-hmm. and you're not getting it. There almost becomes, and I think Andrew said it last week, there's the Facebook version of life mm-hmm. where, you know, you see people in their lovey-dovey and they're happy and all this kind of stuff, but the underlying issues are not there. And for her, you know, the the lack of the male figure, as you said, mm-hmm. Kelly, is is totally true. And she's she's trying to find it. She's trying to grasp onto it. But, you know, she, she doesn't even know how to hang on to it. She just, yeah, she doesn't know what to do. That's why she doesn't know how to have good relationships. Because when you don't have something like that constant in your life, you don't really know what their, what their role is supposed to be. You've never seen it. You've never seen it done right. You never, you've seen it done really, really, really wrong. Yeah. But you've never even seen anything in between aside from maybe your friends, parents. But you're not really looking at that because in a way, in the back of your mind, I think you're kind of envious of it. Because it's just, no matter how old you get, I think there's still some part of you that will always miss that. And I think that's what she's fighting with right now. And she's really trying to figure out, can she change or is she always just going to be this? Yeah. And that's what she's seeing with this interaction with her dad. But seeing it seeing it being done wrong is mm-hmm. what sets the example for her, her that she's now like mimicked with her life. Mm-hmm. And she knows nothing different other than seeing it done wrong and now reenacting that. Right. That but happens in her relationship. It brings you, you know, it brings the, the point that are you just going to continue on the pattern? Right. Because the thing is, and a lot of people do this, is you, you know, 
when I was a child, my childhood right. did this to me. My <laughs> ch- everybody has their sad we childhood. All have it. Everybody has a story. Not everybody, whether you were rich, poor, whatever, everybody has some, mm-hmm. you know, some sad story where they felt abandoned or misguided or something. But that can't be your crutch for the rest of your life. Right. Yeah. At some totally. point, you have to get out. You have to get out from under it and choose to live different. Okay, I saw this. I was treated this way. So from here on out, I'm going to do it different to ensure that for my line is not going to feel like that. It goes back to the to the uh, the saying: history repeats itself, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. you your behaviors are learned behaviors that you learned over time, whether through it's your parents or grandparents or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so for her, history is repeating. It's repeating itself, and she's get she's going to get. I think kind of like Ray in the last episode is going to come to a crossword crossroad where she needs to make that choice to change history or to keep repeating it. Right. And, you know, her being so, you know, fly by the seat of her pants, which we saw a lot in this episode, as far as her not really caring and, and you know, the driving scene and, um, you know, and then ditching Hannah at the very end. You know, she's very flighty, but that's exactly what her dad did to her. And so but she's that's, just repeating history. She yeah. makes that conscious choice. And that's what I was just going to say. The saddest part about all of that is when she has that real conversation with him and cries and, and mm-hmm. tells him, why weren't you there for me when I needed you? When, you know, I wasn't getting along with mom and I called you and you wouldn't even take my calls. I'm the child. When she was really getting into that and then he, she wanted to leave, he asked her to stay. Wanted to make her favorite dinner, bangers and mash and they go to the store and he ditches her there. That to me is just crazy. That's, that's, it. that's the worst part of cruel is because he set her up to feel Wanted, wanted and then left her yeah, there. Right. And as they're as she and Hannah are walking back to the house, she stops and that's when she makes the decision that she's gonna do exactly the same thing. And that was really that was really sad to me. Yeah. Because you- I can I can underst- like I can understand that feeling and it's and it's it's whether you choose to do the same or you go a different way. And it's one of those things that as frustrated as you get with your parents and the way that they treated you and what you're so mad about, you're never going to change that. And until you can accept it and realize you're not going to change them. So if you want to go on their path and you're only going to do what they're going to do, and if they become better, then you will become better. Yeah. It's just going to keep going. Man, Kelly, you were writing a self-help book right now. She is preaching. I'm like, yes, yes, girl, yes, yes. There's a very popular psychologist. I can't remember the guy's name, but... Kelly Oliski. Maybe Kelly, it's a guy, so maybe Kelly's a guy. But but it's like that that inner child that that gets angry, just like Jessa, like how she ended up leaving and and acting out. That's like little Jessa. So to be like like little spicy, (laughs) no, it's supposed to be like little Kelly Kalita. It'd be like little Thomas. (laughs) (laughs) You know, or be like little Miriam. Um, But it's it's the inner child and you acting up. And when that happens, it's basically like like Jessa right there realized, you know what? I'm not getting the love I want. I'm not getting the attention I need. And little Jessa is fighting with adult Jessa and saying like, you know what? F this. I'm walking out. Yeah. And I can't handle it. Whereas, as, and, if, and if Jessa ever handles that or addresses that, adult Jessa can tell like her, her inner feelings like, hey, you know what? I'm an adult. I'm going to handle this differently, which is that growth that you talked about. Right. But, but she needs to come to a point in her life where she can identify with that well, and wh- figure out how to, 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 to battle those demons one at a time, address them, and move forward in a positive manner. Well, just writing and off I of that. I wish I knew his name. Dang well, it. But one of the best pieces <laughs> of advice, like going off on that. <laughs> Counselor and, Kelly? <laughs> yeah, no. But one of the best pieces of advice that I was given, because I had a lot of issues with my childhood and my mom and my dad passed away when I was little, and it was a lot of stuff I had to fight mm-hmm. with and I just didn't want to let it go for some reason and I never could but one of the best things my mom ever told me is like I can't change that what you have to do is you have to go back 
tell that little girl, I'm sorry, give her a hug, and it's all going to be okay. And as silly as that kind of sounded to me at first, once I did that and realized exactly what I was saying before, I can't change that. It's never going to change. It's going to be what it's going to be. I feel so much lighter and so much better, and I'm not so angry at things, and I can actually make changes in my life and, and, and decide to be different. You don't have to fall into those patterns. Well, I think the problem is, too, who Jessa has around her. Mm-hmm. Nobody's holding her accountable or making her address these issues. No. You see she plays these disappearing acts, and Hannah's okay with it. She's going to go back to her apartment, let Jessa continue staying there, even though she ditched her at her own parents' house, mm-hmm. who she doesn't have a relationship with like that. That's the rudest thing, to invite someone right. home, but is and it then just, you leave him. Is it just Jessa? Like, But even if they tried to hold her accountable, she would just walk out. I don't think she could handle it. Like, I think with her, like, her husband was the one to hold her hold her accountable and she really wanted that figure to be like she no did. Jessica cut it I don't think she'll take it from her friends I think with Hannah she'll lip her off and walk out and they'll be like but you also gotta remember when they first arrived what was Hannah's main concern that she was left out mm-hmm. she didn't even understand yeah. what was going on and the real deep issue that was going on here mm-hmm. so that friendship not really going to help out Jessa because Dana doesn't even get it. Jessa's having this real father-daughter moment with her dad. They're having their joke. They're making accents. They're doing what they're doing as they're walking. And all Hannah can do is worry about the fact that she doesn't get it. You know what, though? I'll say this. Um, I think Hannah did get it. And we saw that at the very end of the episode when she calls her parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But not she, until then. I'm talking about like through She through was in that. Hannah world. She, it, but that just shows her selfishness. The only reason why I think she got it was because she, find, she when she got left, yeah. her parent would never do that to her. Right. And she realized that. But as far as the friendship with her and Jessa and being there for Jessa and understanding that, I don't think she really ever got it. Yeah. She was thinking they were on sexcapades and doing all of these other right. things and not really what it was. They're just so completely different. I want us to talk about this escapade. Yeah. <laughs> but before we get uh-huh. to that, because I feel like every episode has been themed like uh, sex it. Now this one was sexcapade. <laughs> like, but, but before we talk about that, I want to talk about the rabbit and how oh, uncomfortable gosh. that was for her to be sitting there. Was this the rabbit that we were petting earlier <laughs> that we were like lovingly petting? And the fact that she wouldn't eat it and she's like spitting it out on the li- that was hilarious to me. I'm sorry, that was probably the funniest scene. And Frank agreed everything. too. Frank's like, I starve like, I'm all the starving time. All the time. So they just they have pet rabbits that they just eat every day. You never they- had animals? We would raise goats and hogs and sell them. But and if rabbit? we didn't sell them, we would eat. Yeah, you could eat. But I mean, rabbit? we didn't eat rabbits. We didn't. We didn't grow up that country. I mean, I know rabbits are supposed to be a delicacy. delicacy. Yeah, I actually had it in Arkansas, in Miami. Well, and apparently they eat a rat. They eat rabbit with every meal. That's why poor Frank doesn't eat. That's a but, lot of rabbit. But when when like Petula chicken. Petula, what's her name? Petula. Petula. Sorry. <laughs> Stop trying to make it Spanish. I, know. Yeah, I was thinking of the hippie thing, Petula, because she's very hippie. So when when Petula was talking about, you know. What was it? Like something about so she was going off on some tangent. She was explaining how life is a video game, which is what the episode's called video mm-hmm. games, and that you kinda have to, you know I don't know, it was like look out for yourself and she was really off on a tangent. Yeah, and, yeah. and then Hannah's holding the rabbit and I was like, I know they're gonna eat that rabbit. Like I knew they're gonna eat that. <laughs> I just knew when she was holding this cute little I was like, they're gonna yeah. turn it into the mill. But you know, Petra's whole video game scenario was kind of interesting. And and I know a lot of people feel this way with the whole conspiracy theory and all of that. And it's basically, you know, if you're not with me, you're against me and mm-hmm. I'm going to get you. So it's just a constant battle, like one of the war video games. It's, it's all having to take care of yourself. 
granted, I don't believe that life is really that black and white, for sure. But I thought Hannah's reaction to that was really funny. She, you know, do you have any scientific proof of this right. theory? Because it seems really <laughs> stressful. <laughs> you, Shan, Hannah, of all people, questioning somebody's radical theories was hilarious. I thought that was so funny. Well, but it made sense because when the dad was watering the lawn, um, you know, Jess is like, Dad, why are you watering the lawn? You just let it die. He's like, oh, I'd let it die, but it's a living thing. So, <laughs> and she won't let me. And it was just really funny. Like, it shows, again, just how extreme she is. And that extremity is what brought is what got him out of rehab, or he broke out of rehab, or decided it wasn't for him. But like that extremist kind of tamed her father to an extent because she's crazier than he is. Well, for two years it did, and then he got bored and ditched. Well, maybe them. he left with her. But you he know. just did that again. Well, he left the rehab with with her. She was the, yeah, she was the masseuse yeah. at his rehab, right? So he he has this pattern of doing something for a little while, and and just just like Jess's pattern. But he mentioned that he didn't want to stay there. He's like, this country's it's a boring like. I don't yeah, his think. life was boring. Right. So he, he kind of gave hint that he's going to be out pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Didn't expect it to be while Jessa was there, though. I know, because Jessa asked him, why can't you just stay put? And that's how that whole thing started. Right. You know, why can't you just be in one place? Mm-hmm. You know, why do you think, you know, being with this woman and her child is not just a, a like, a fling thing. This is a real thing. Why, it's serious. And they made it seem ch- like child, like he was going to be 11. Frank is 19. <laughs> like, yeah. he's not a baby. He's like a man. So well, he well, he's now. becoming a man. He's becoming a man. Yeah, we don't quite know if Hannah was really his first, or if she yeah. was his second. Uh, I have a feeling I think it was his first with a woman. With yeah. a woman, yeah. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about that. But let's, first, I want to yes. remind everybody to please go to iTunes, download our podcast, rate, comment, you know, let us know what you think about everything. We love to hear your thoughts. We read them all. You can comment on YouTube as well, and let's just keep the conversation going. And there are a lot of other shows too. So any show that you're a fan of, I'm sure there's an after show to accompany it. So make sure to check them out. So when they were going, I, I forget exactly where this happened in the episode, but when Jess and Hannah were looking through the penthouse magazines and Jessa you know mentions like oh it's so noble to take a a young man's virginity when you're growing up like you know it's just the best thing you can do for a man to teach him the sexuality of a woman Mm -hmm. and then Hannah's like oh but firefighting or police officers those are very noble careers (laughs) yeah but these women they they actually teach me how to be men when that happened I knew there was going to be some kind Mm -hmm. of like involving Hannah not Jessa but Hannah well Mm -hmm. I you could see that when Hannah was talking about Frank to Jessa right before she started going Mm -hmm. through the penthouse. She was um, kind of oddly interested Mm -hmm. in Frank. Um, Mm -hmm. she She complimented his turtleneck folding. But Who she, folds but, her turtlenecks? But then Jessa said he has a camel toe. <laughs> <laughs> well, because she asks Jessa, what do you think about Frank? Is he, like, losery, cute, attractive, or is he just a loser? Like, she can't even make up her own mind to decide right. whether she thinks this guy is attractive or not. Because she really wants to be on the same level as Jessa. Yeah. And she, they're just so not. Well, I like how she also, as she's, you know, pointing out the career thing. He's like, who's to say that she's not a doctor in the magazine? Which mm-hmm. I thought was kind of cool and related to. Yeah. <laughs> who's to say she's just a naked chick with a giant bush? <laughs> she's doing, a, a, you know, a service. She's helping these guys come into their own and she should be proud of it. Well, and she know? didn't trim, which, and then Hannah starts obviously relating it to herself. I couldn't even grow that if I tried. I was like, why well, does it always have to be about you? Because it all comes back around and right. we're in Hannah's world. But it was just, it's so when they're at the table and they're talking, it was just kind of awkward. But when I don't know if we can speculate, but when the friend of Frank's friend showed up, I cannot think Tyler. Of, Tyler. Tyler showed up. Uh-huh. I thought there was some weird sexual chemistry between yeah, the two of sure. them. Like Tyler just seemed way too pretty. 
Yeah, he, yeah. he seemed he he's seemed a lacrosse like player. He went the other way, he's like Ken. He's like, he's like a modern day Ken. But like, and also Petula seemed to be a little too friendly with him. Yeah, I thought that, that was, was a little weird. Odd. Yeah, you I thought there was going to be some kind of affair going on yeah. there. but no. I mean, they never got into it. But well, I think that's Petula, that's Petula's way. If there is an alleged relationship between Tyler and Frank, that's Petula's way of supporting it. Oh, so like, that's a great okay, observation. You know, she called him a client too. So I'm like, does she massage the kid? Also. That's what I was wondering. See, th- that's confused. just why I thought it Weird. was a little. No, that's a good way to look at it. But it just on fr- at first glance, it came off a little inappropriate to me. It was definitely a little on the inappropriate side. But I also think it was her 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 version of support. Mm-hmm. That was okay. so bizarre, though. And then she kept talking him up, kind of like you would talk up if you liked if you brought someone home and your mom was like talking him up. Right. You, exactly. It's just very very interesting. And then you know when they went on the little joyride. You know, down the street, down the highway, they were drinking, doing whippets, and Hannah wouldn't do whippets, right? No, what's, what is whippets? That's when you... Well, when you have a can of, like, whipped cream, and you just push the air, uh-huh. and you push the air, like Demi Moore, she mentioned Demi Moore, like, you push the air, and you get really high off it, that's a Demi Moore. Got so you high don't off, like, eat the cream, ago. though, just the no, air? No, it's just the it's air. the air blast, the I guess, with from the can and mm-hmm. the chemicals in the can, and I've never personally done it before. Your head kind of goes wah, wah, yeah. wah, oh, wah. Wow. But I, I think that she's, I thought it was funny that she said, no, Whippets killed Demi Moore. <laughs> Demi Moore's still alive. I know. <laughs> well, Demi Moore smoked funky pot, like not real pot. And, and Whippets. Oh, she probably did yeah. the synthetic. That she's like yeah, stories about I don't that. know. I don't but know. Anyway, Soy pot? Well, yeah, anyway. But, but, so, but, so, wow. but, but yeah, Over but so the head. Whippets create like that, that this high, you're basically high, right? Off, off these chemicals because it's, it's whatever's in the air that you're breathing. Um, he, you know, he's driving. Frank's in the back. Um, you know, Hannah's in the back and Jess is in the front. And then Jessica gets like really crazy and mm-hmm. she starts covering his eyes. Right. So not only is he doing whippets while driving down this windy country road, yeah. which is scary when you're sober and going at night with you know, deer and like all kinds of and rabbits. Going and going like 60 miles an hour, going really fast, it looked like. And then Jessica starts covering his eyes and Hannah starts freaking out. And then Hannah's like, I'm getting out of the car. <laughs> you know, how she just bells out. And then of course she just walks off. And she has a, you mentioned she has that really bizarre walk. And it's like <laughs> the, the little run. It's like a granny walk. It's like like an 80-year-old. It's really awkward. (laughs) But she goes right into a cemetery. Yeah, that was so... Yeah, yeah, that was so I like the Hocus Pocus reference. (laughs) I thought that was funny. And he, like, follows behind her. Mm -hmm. And we knew that there was going to be some kind of intimacy going on. We knew there was going to be a kiss. But the fact that they just wind up getting it on in the cemetery, raw doggy, you know, is why she got the UTI. I mean, for about one minute. (laughs) Well, but... She has HPV, and she just. Oh, she I just was gave thinking of HPV. that. HPV. She's been spreading it a lot lately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but wait, I, didn't she get that taken this. care of? Did we ever find out if she got that taken care of? HPV is not something. Yeah. Well, I, no, it is. Like, it is. There's like a procedure you can have. Yeah, that, it can go, and like, it can go away after years. Away. But this so we don't been know a year. yet. At least I don't remember if she got. I thought she got. She didn't have cervical cancer. She didn't have genital warts. Well, the cerv- she didn't officially she didn't officially have cervical cancer. She was pre-cancerous. Mm. She kept saying. right. So I think so she, she got. So removed. I think she had it removed. So it was, I think she is fine with there. But she did have a UTI. Yes. Well, which, she had just gotten off. She had just <laughs> overcame a UTI. I'm sorry. But when they Jess's were getting it on, as far as how to <laughs> garlic. Oh yeah, does the garlic work? I was just garlic up her vajayjay. Um, <laughs> I'm not sorry. True. I'm okay. Not one thing I want to say, <laughs> no. I just I'm going to go off for one second, but I 
cannot believe how on television right now the loose use of the word, and I'm going to say it and I don't like it, pussy. Like, I heard it on Dallas twice. And they now said it on they said Dallas? It on Dallas on TBS. And now in <laughs> this show, I'm just, I just think it's odd that all of a sudden that's like a fun word to that say. That word I don't I mind. Don't it's like the other two that I don't really yeah. care for. But the it's C just, word. Are you or the saying the networks word. need the pussy cunt? control? <laughs> yes, yes, the networks <laughs> do. I know, I'm just saying. Like, I don't know, Christmas. but. <laughs> so harsh. But shoving garlic cloves up there is not going to get rid of UTI ladies. Please yeah. do not so do when, that. When they were getting it on, like, so when they're getting it on in the cemetery, do you think it was funny that, you know, when. She jumps on him. He just like falls over. I just thought it was like really <laughs> funny. Like, I can't pull. believe she just jumped on him. So he's like so scrawny. Well, she was trying to like do in her mind what she envisioned the passionate moment right. would be like. How mm-hmm. she yeah. foresaw it in the cemetery, which, and what she thought that Jessa was doing, obviously without her on the opposite end. Well, because she's still trying to keep up with Jessa. She's trying to be on the same playing field as Jessa, but she doesn't even understand what playing field Jessa is on right, right. now. Mm. Yeah, they. So. She's not identifying with her <laughs> by any means. So they have this eight-second rendezvous with this poor kid. That it just in the action of it, you could totally tell it was his like first, like oh, yeah, really he had his like, underwear on. But what did she start talking about? Why wasn't she was just like not into it? Could she not feel him? Or I think he wasn't she was in nervous. Her? So I, I think she was nervous. But no. I didn't think she was nervous. I felt like she. It was a waste of her time. Like she just she started jabbling because she was bored. It yeah. wasn't like that. Um. So it wasn't like the nervousness. Like. uh What's her friend showed us? Um, Shoshana? Shoshana. Uh-huh. It wasn't like that kind of nervousness where you're just rambling. No, it was more bored. Yeah, it was like, yeah. oh, let's this get this over with. wasn't Hannah's first rodeo, though. No, it was more like I could be doing something else besides this right I think now. she realized with how he was doing it that this was his first time. Well, he was in her got stomach roll. Di- <laughs> what? It was thigh crease. <laughs> Whatever. I'm wondering if someone can really come off of a thigh crease. So, please. Well, we don't know if, if you guys are tuning in, let us know. No. <laughs> No, no, no. I think he pulled out and, and came yeah. in her thigh crease. Oh, okay, got it. In, in eight seconds, he did all of that. Well, maybe it was like <laughs> two pumps, and then he came out, and I don't know. That's how you guys envisioned it. <laughs> I just, it was very, it was another yet awkward, but at least she wasn't, you know, we didn't get any boobs this time. At least she wasn't completely oh, naked. We, we, just saw, so we got booty. We got, we got, we got, booty. We got squatting and peeing a lot. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we're going to have a whole peeing conversation in just a second. But... So this kid, you know, then they get up, get out, you know, and she goes over and they come out of the cemetery, the woods, the cemetery, and she tells Jessa, oh my gosh, I just had sex for eight seconds with this kid. And Jessa's like, that's disgusting. He is a child. <laughs> and she's like smoking her cigarette. I thought that was awesome, the, like cinematography, like, because she, she walked out and Jessa was smoking, which, yes. you know, sex is related to smoking. Right, I, yeah. I really liked how they, like, they played that when she walked oh, out. Oh, absolutely. And she said, well, didn't that, isn't that what you did? She said, no, not at all. Well, I thought we were on a sex campaign. <laughs> no. I thought for sure that maybe Jessa would have hooked up with Tyler. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You know, I didn't think so. I thought she is just too emotional and in such a different place. She's not in her frisky phase right now. She just wants her mind off of the sadness and not even even with that. I don't even think she was into it. She was just being crazy to be crazy because she's kind of acting out. I thought she was flirting, trying to cover up his face while he was driving. I thought she was trying to prepare him to, like, woo him. I didn't get flirting. I don't know. What do you guys think? But I I I didn't get flirting. I think she realized he was gay. Like, like I think had they gone to more, she's like, dude, he's gay. Like, well, she asked gay. him in the car when they were doing whippets. She's like, so what do you guys do? Um, the lacrosse team, do you guys suck each other off? Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, that's so right. I think what was that his she response? Up. It didn't show. 
Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I don't think they showed us his response. And then we go into Hannah and, you know, so it kind of all goes in together. And then we get kind of get the innuendo about Tyler and Frank. Well, yeah, because in Tyler, you know, then Frank, he's like waiting for Hannah. He's sitting at the dining room k- kitchen table, <laughs> like drinking his lemonade. And she's like, that's you were waiting on me. He's like, no. She's like, you were. And then. He's like you. She's like, you so I was me. your. Fir- you used me. I was your first. I didn't uh-huh. use you. You were the one that wanted it. Was I your first? I mean, she asked, "Was I your first?" He's like, "No, I had another. Her name was." No, it was a girl. It, it was, was a girl, <laughs> and her name was Rihanna. And she's like, "Oh yeah." I, and I, I really nobody thought- has the name Rihanna but Rihanna. So <laughs> that was so random. I just thought that that basically showed that the, that he he lo- like he he loves the other he, Tyler right. He loves Tyler because he said right after that he goes well they he's like oh so it's with Tyler or something and he's like no no Tyler loves me. Everybody thinks no. that I'm in love with Tyler, yes. but Tyler loves me. Tyler but if me, anything, yeah. he's in love with me. I think that right now Frank is torn in his sexual. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to be with Hannah is the idea of what you're supposed to do. There's, there's a lot of what are you su- mm-hmm. what you do what you're supposed to do in these episodes, I mm-hmm. find. Um, or what you think you're supposed to do. What society tells you you're supposed to do, yeah. basically. And so for him to be with Hannah was just him testing his, you know, sexuality. sexuality and to come to find as they're interacting, like, you know, everyone thinks that I'm in love with Tyler, but, you know... Tyler's in love with me. Well, and I think, too, Tyler's character, even the short time we got to see him, he seems to be a little bit more confident in all of that. So I think he would have been the aggressor in that situation. (laughs) (laughs) And I I think you're right. I think Frank is very conflicted. And his mother is so open and giving about everything. Mm -hmm. So she's not really, it's kind of like, do what you want to do and no real guidance. So we really, this is truly like figuring it out on your own, which can be very difficult. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's looking into what other roles and what, you know, other people's way of living and society kind of the conformity is yeah. and I think just trying it out. Well, and now Hannah's like Marnie where she has done it with a gay guy too, so now she'll have... <laughs> well, and well, we're she, just speculating. Yeah. yeah. You know, it didn't come right out and say it, but it was a little, you know, it was a... That's what we got out of it. It seems... He's gay. The no, fact, he's gay. The fact he's that he's confident that the he's man homie, he's been hanging okay. out with is in love with him, when you can confidently say that and still continue hanging out with him <laughs> knowing that he's yeah. in love with you, you're gay. Mm-hmm. So... Well, yeah, I don't... Well, that, hold on, hold on. Well, hold on. They're no. gay. They are gay for the record. I think they're gay. But... I will say that you could be friends with someone even if they have a crush on you. Like there are there are straight guys if they're comfortable with themselves that could be friends even if a guy has a crush on them, especially growing up because they can relate that you're going through a hard time. But that said, Blondie, te- um, te- <laughs> I can't Tyler. Tyler is he's gay. Like the guy's gay. Yeah. He, I, he just is. He just he just picked that vibe up right away. Mm-hmm. But um, well, we'll see if they ever come back to it. We'll see how how good our gaydar is. I was gonna say mine's bad. It's <laughs> 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 Mine is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so then, what do you? We just last thing wanted to get used. We're talking about Hannah peeing on the side of the road, right, or the side of the train tracks? Okay. Excuse me. Here's the thing that I didn't understand about that. She really had to pee when they first arrived, and Jess's dad was late. Mm-hmm. She runs across the tracks to go pee. But she has her butt facing, <laughs> or, uh, facing Jessa to look at her pee. I mean, why would you not like turn around? Because she doesn't want Jessa to see her vajayjay. So but she's you couldn't, facing the opposite way. So, but you want everybody else to... It doesn't make sense. No, no, no. A couple episodes ago, they were in the bathtub together. Right. The, so I don't think oh. that was... But why? it's just True. funny. Because at the end of the episode, she was facing the other direction. So I wonder... You know, that has to have... I but was maybe priceless, people are coming. So. She thinks, oh, I have my back to you. Therefore, yeah. I'm safe. 
you know, because mm. Jess is supposed to be watching her. So yeah. maybe I she's mean, thinking that like oh, it's a, a wall or whatever. But, I, but wouldn't you want to see? Because <laughs> yeah, you would let them see it the front of you versus the back of you while you're peeing. I don't. Why know. not even I go don't... a little bit further, more around <laughs> and hide, <laughs> hide a little bit? They're in the country. <laughs> it was funny when she, the, at the beginning she's peeing and then she's like, "Jess, anybody there? Anybody there?" And that older couple walks up and Jess just smiles like. <laughs> but uh, all of the episodes lately have been starting with something and ending with the same thing. Like it's mm-hmm. coming back full circle. It started with the UTI and it ended with the UTI. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so, then that end, was deep. We end with <laughs> <laughs> we end with Hannah peeing in pain at the end of the episode and screams and comes out and is ready to go. And anyone that's ever had a UTI, it's uh, horrible. MG, I'm MG. <laughs> so she's very uncomfortable and can't take it and gets finds the note from Jessa that Jessa took off. So then she's on her own to get home and that's when she decides that she's going to call her parents and, and thank them for everything. And, <laughs> and her, her mom. mom. <laughs> why did her mom like, you start know tripping? Because, because she started making noises because she was peeing on the phone with her oh. mom and it was painful and her mom thought she was just BSing them. She wasn't peeing at the end of the episode. She was just like kneeling down, I think she was. She was, trying, she was, to trying, to no, she was trying to pee. Was she trying yeah. to pee? Yeah. She was trying to pee. Oh, I didn't know. She went back she to her peeing ground. <laughs> yeah, she Same was UTIing. She was trying yeah. to. Work. And then she was tra- on the phone with him still, and she was making She's those. Like, oh, oh, ooh. And like, I think that noises. her mom just thought she was just being Hannah, being ridiculous, and is like, I don't have time for this right now. We're busy, and basically just like hangs up. At first, she's like, oh, okay, and then she gets mad at her and hangs well, but, up. But she's probably used to her daughter using them for money, and so right. she was probably shocked when Hannah was like, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You know, I appreciate everything you've done. You've made me feel valued and supported as a child, and I love you. And that probably your mom was like, "Oh, great." Well, no, conver- what's the BS, Hannah? What do you want? You well, know? the conversation yeah. started with him assuming that she needed something. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you calling us when you're in a really bad mood? Do you need something? It almost is as if th- they called her out for constantly only mm-hmm. calling when. Yeah, she because needs her something. mom says, you know, got, you know, because apparently we're not people here. We're just you know money ATMs. bags, right? Yeah, ATMs or something. Which is true. <laughs> Whenever we see them on the show it's mm-hmm. because Hannah needs something mm-hmm. so I mean that's not an absurd idea but uh, when Hannah starts peeing it does sound like a like a cr- they're not used to it they're not used to the kindness so it does yeah. sound like it's a load well I mean but it was it was nice to see her at least do that even if she did have a little bit of a bad attitude in the beginning of that conversation due to her she UTI sweet. she was just uncomfortable I don't think it was directed at them she was just uncomfortable and so made her a little irritated but I thought it was I thought it was nice that she actually did that and it was just unfortunate that her the mom, mom starts like throwing her, her crap around after that <laughs> I don't know but all in all this is a very interesting episode Episode. It wasn't my favorite. It wasn't my favorite either. Yeah. And I'm a huge girls fan. I've loved mm-hmm. every single episode, even the one that everybody hated. Mm-hmm. And this one, I was like tickled, but I wasn't like thoroughly entertained like I usually am. Really? Yeah. I really liked it because it. I liked it too. I enjoyed seeing the other side of Jessa, like just seeing why she is the way she is. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense because when Hannah's having issues about writing, that's why Jessa responds like, that shit ain't important. Like, I, I know how bad life can be. Mm-hmm. Like, and it kind of makes you see where she comes from as a person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a character written into this, it's just it was very fascinating to see her try to battle her demons head on. And she unfortunately wasn't able to. I mean, she succumbed Mm -hmm. to it. Well, and I like the fact that she told Hannah straight out, don't compare your parents to mine. Mm -hmm. It's not the same thing. Don't. And 
sometimes when you're going through something and you just want your friend to just be there and be your friend, you don't necessarily need anybody to say anything. It does get irritating when somebody tries to relate to you when they can't. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's kind of the worst thing you can do. You don't know how, you know, she feels really. And don't try to kind of brush it off like it's not important. And even if they, the friend is necessarily mean to, it could come across that way. And that's kind of the worst thing to do. And that's when Jessica kind of turns around and just has her back to Hannah. Did you guys see in this, sa- this scene, I know it was in the previews, and I'm just curious, a rabbit a day keeps the doctor away? They mm-hmm. didn't say that on the show, did they? Yeah, they, they just did. said that in the preview. Yeah, that's, the, that's oh. why they eat a, the rabbit oh, okay. with everything. I thought yeah. maybe my head was down and I was taking notes. I didn't hear that part. <laughs> yeah, they say I was For looking forward to that. Yeah. yeah, but all in all, it was interesting. I'm very excited to see kind of where Jessa goes with this and what she's going to decide to do. If she's going to take her dad's path or to make her own. Well, she definitely ditched Hannah in, uh, right. in the country. Yeah. She's so. off to a bad start. <laughs> we'll see. Well, let's get into some news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. What do you got? What do you got? All right, what do I got? What do I got? My notes are all messed up. But <laughs> but but if you go to the inquisitor.com, there's an article about Alex Karpovsky and he kind of explains like uh, the new movies he's in, uh, Rubberneck and Red Flag, and he also goes into detail about last week's episode about Staten Island and you know the dog and and how that kind of was like a supporting character of that episode. He also talks about the Golden Globes and an interesting thing is he may give Lena Dunham, I can't even talk today, a run for her money because he sees himself as an actor and also a director. He is. Right now, He the two movies that he has at the Tribeca Film Festival are Rubberhead and what's the, the name of the other one? Red Flag. Red, Red Flag. Yeah, Red mm-hmm. Flag. And he, not only is he an actor in them, he's written and directed them. So they're saying that he's a triple threat. But he says also in that article that he is not, um, he doesn't really talk to Lena about that because she's so super busy on set. So he kind of just remains an actor on set versus mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. getting into what him. he can do much more. So they're saying he's, he's the Lena Dunham of their crew. He's the male version. Yeah, he's the male mm-hmm. version. And you can catch that on the Inquisitor.com. Now, moving forward to Inside TV, um, this is a very interesting article about the show HBO's Girls. It talks about how a lot of the fans are divided, which we've discussed on here, mm-hmm. about this season. And you can catch more of that on InsideTV.com. But it, it's a very interesting article because it explains, like, you know, some people love the way the season's going and some people really can't stand it, which, again, goes back to this episode. And and the I think it was two episodes ago when it was all about Hannah. And it was mm-hmm. just like that very, very different way of doing things, but I like it because, in my opinion, in, in looking at the big picture, it's breaking down the characters one by one. So as you move forward into right. season three, which they've been signed for, you'll understand, you know, where they're coming from. Well, absolutely. This is a show that doesn't give you the glamorous side to life. It really makes you look at the awkward and really the way that it really will ha- likes to happen. And I think a lot of the trouble people are having is when you watch television, you don't want to see it, because it's a scripted show. It's not a reality show. You don't want to see the real nitty gritty you kind of want to see it a little bit glam you want to see you sex real sexy people having sex and being intimate <laughs> and everything with good lighting and everything is all happy well, endings and life is not pretty no and, and I, I really respect the fact that she, that's what she's doing and she's forcing you to look at it because I watch these episodes and it brings me back to my late teens and early 20s and it makes me cringe because I can totally relate to all of that stuff well at the Writers Guild um, Awards last week mm-hmm. um, she was the most popular person in the room Lena Dunham mm-hmm. she actually won for 
our best series uh, mm-hmm. for girls. And um, apparently there were different references that she made about Lisa Lampanelli and meeting her as a teenager. Um, and anyway, she says that she was very excited to be a member of the Guild and she's excited for the future and the chances to arbitrate and see how the how this works. Mm-hmm. Um, so yay for Lena Dunham. Yeah. Like, no, she's I all over she's, the place. Yeah, like, she's you know making big moves and she's really forcing people. Not that there aren't a lot of great female writers, because there are. There's Mindy Kaling, you know, Lisa Lampanelli is a great writer. There's a lot of really good writers. But when you are so brave enough to just go out on your own and just put it all the way that she is, just very raw, that's what she's getting recognized for. Because I've heard a lot of people say, it's too early. It's one season. Why is she getting all of these awards already? Mm -hmm. You don't really know. But that's what I think it's about. It's about her having the courage to do that on her own at such a young age. That's what she's getting recognized for. Versus just her writing ability. Well, also breaking stereotypes and doing mm-hmm. it herself. Like she yeah. can easily cast someone to play her part, but she's actually taking she's actually taking it to the next level and actually mm-hmm. doing like playing ping pong naked and not having <laughs> a supermodel's body and being comfortable enough to do. I just I, again I think yeah. that's very interesting. She paints the raw the, version of Sex and the yeah, City. Yeah. She paints the rea- the realistic version of what life is really like. We are we as women are not perfect. We don't look perfect. You know, one boob may be bigger than the other. <laughs> you know, that's okay. <laughs> you know, there's Did all you have anything else? No, that's all my news. All right, well, let's get into some predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. So we had some really neat previews for the next episode. We see that Adam may have a new love interest, played by uh, uh, Sherry Appleby, Mm -hmm. which is a new addition to the cast. And... uh, I'm excited to kind of see. I love Adam. I don't want him to go anywhere. I want him to have his own storyline if he's not going to be with Hannah. I'm with you, Kelly. Yeah. So what do you you guys foresee for the next episode? You know, just just telling off of that, I think Mm -hmm. Hannah's going to want him back now because he's not at her disposal. And so Mm -hmm. she's going to try to push to get Adam back. I see that happening. The counseling session, I want to see what happens with that. Mm -hmm. Maybe Hannah does have issues with her mom and her dad not standing up to her mom because her mom can be kind of a witch to her. Or maybe in those counseling sessions, she has a breakthrough where she realizes that she loves Adam and he's unavailable now. So that's when she has to start fighting for him back. What Could do you, be. What do you guys think about Marnie's like possible singing career or maybe not singing career? <laughs> I like how Ray addresses this. He's like, so what do you love to do? And she's like, well, I love to sing. Okay, what's the second thing you love to do? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that um, Marnie right now, she's at a crossroads. She's trying to figure out what the next step is for her. And she's just exploring everything. Yeah, she's lost her connection to the art world by losing Booth Jonathan. And now she's like, okay, what am I going to do now? And Ray just tends to be the one to kind of bring people back down to size. So it'll be interesting to see where that conversation goes. Um, I don't think we're going to see much of Jess the next episode because she bounced. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's, you know, probably flying off to Europe somewhere or trying to fight for her marriage. Yeah. I think that might be a possibility. Oh, I love mm-hmm. that prediction. What if that she could, went back to him to fight for him? Like she learned if from If she this, flipped it around the that other way. That would be awesome. Or do you think maybe she chased her dad? I don't know. Oh, no. A little far-fetched, but... I don't know. I mean, you never know. I don't know. She chased him this one time. I don't think she's going to do it again anytime soon, but you never know. I definitely look forward to, hopefully, the next episodes, because there's only three left, of there being more interaction. I like when there's interaction amongst all of them mm-hmm. and not really segregated or separated out. Mm-hmm. Right. I want to see more of Shoshana and Ray and yeah. kind of what their, what their 
doing and what's going on there. We need another party. Yeah, we do. Well, another just, awkward dinner party. I just feel like this whole season has been a building season in, the, mm-hmm. in a sense of every yeah. character, like, into the uh, the bigger storyline of what's going to come. And by watching this season, you're going to understand, like, this last season, a lot of things that didn't make sense as we were watching now, it, like, especially watching Jessa, if you watch it now, it all makes sense. Like, right, because it was introduction to these people, and now we're really getting a little bit deeper, and I think it'll leap into where these storylines are going to go, which mm-hmm. is, I think, is going to be so exciting to see. Yeah, I so, think that it's going to be exactly what you said, that we're still going to continue to see insight on each individual character's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see. I can't wait. Yay! Great episode, guys. I know. And it's Oscar Sunday, so mm-hmm. I've got to go home and watch the Oscars. I didn't get to. I watched the beginning of them, but I didn't get to watch. It's the, it's the one award show where, unfortunately, Lena wasn't nominated. <laughs> this is true. But thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Have a great rest of your Sunday and enjoy the week. And make sure to be back um, with us next week. And you can catch us here at After Buzz TV on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And also, you can follow me at Kelly with an I E O seven nine. You can hit it at Quitted at Thomas Guy T O M S G U I D E. And you can play with my Twitter at Spicy underscore. I'll just keep it simple. Miriam Elkinsaw on Twitter. <laughs> I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. <laughs> Buzz <laughs> you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 